these sounds and voices were recorded live from the 2018 Scribblers Festival from the Conversation Caravan. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Lady. Thank you for that. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're interviewing the Scribblers Festival resident American, Jesse Andrews. Hey, how's it going? I'm from America. I have an exotic accent. <laughs> so, um, you're here for four or five days, was it? Um, I've been in Perth uh, for a few days, but in Australia for uh, almost two weeks now. And we were talking before we jumped into the conversation caravan, sort of about your experiences here in Perth, and we're telling you about all our drop bears and... and the snake wrangling and the uh, kangaroo wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Everyday things that we do. So we were wondering if you could be the Australian representative of these sports in America. We'd like to give you that title so you can take back these... Um, uh, after the interview, we can give you a round of kangaroo boxing. Oh, yeah. I would be honoured. We'll, 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 sh- we'll show you how, how it all happens. It, and you can it, it's traditional for an, a guest. To yeah. So, yeah. you're um, you're a no- novelist and a screenwriter, so you're working for Pixar at the moment, which is super cool. Um, you know, we're wondering which medium you sort of prefer, whether on screen or, you know, in a book. Oh, man. Um, I feel very lucky to get to sort of travel back and forth between those two worlds and use stuff that I've learned from one to apply to the other. Um, I, I, I do think of books as kind of my home, you know, a book is, there's really nothing between the writer and the reader, that it's just words in a row, that's all it is. And screenwriting is much more collaborative, and so, you know, there's the joy of being on a team, but that's when the team is good. And you're not always <laughs> you're not always on a team that's good, because uh, you don't get to pick your team. But that said, I've been incredibly fortunate to be on some amazing teams, you know. And one of them is Pixar, which I'm not allowed to talk about at all. So it, mm. it didn't happen actually. I'm not working there. I'm winking at uh, you. You can't see it. It's radio winking. Don't, don't um, worry, the unicorns are gone. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> that's what we think. But then a hoof's gonna come through the window exactly. at any point. We're just, we're just gonna cop, cop a horn from somewhere. Yeah. Is there a unicorn? corn out there yeah that's what i thought I yeah I'm, I'm right next to an open window i know and I, there's one behind my head yeah, yeah that just get right oh, to the you, back of the no, head you, you've got glass you'll be okay the hood can get through oh, glass God. it's made out of unicorn feet <laughs> you know it's yeah. really strong i, w- I was gonna say the the other team too is the, the one that made me and earl and the dying girl the movie that was adapted from my first book uh yeah i'd be i would feel terrible if i didn't say like that was mm. it's just a dream come true it was amazing that director is a, a genius and everyone who worked on it was really you know thoughtful and, and wonderful you actually won a sundance prize didn't you yeah we did uh we we won the grand jury prize and the audience award at sundance in 2015 nice um, there we, we just go. did a fist bump, bump again. Occurred. Radio. I feel like there should be like a sound effect for that. Yeah, the girls screaming and applauding. People, oh yeah, I don't know if people applaud a fist bump. We've actually got a copy of uh, your latest book um, in the conversation caravan, so we're we're having a read through, and it is a very original um, book, and we're wondering. What are some of your processes for coming up with ideas and writing books about those ideas? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, the new book, it's called Mun Mun, and to explain a little bit, the concept behind it is that everyone is proportional in size 
to how much money or mun mun as it's called in the book they have so people who have nothing you know are like six inches high yeah. and then the tallest character the richest character in the book is like 50 feet or 150 feet rather wow. um and that idea, you know, I just, I wanted to write about money and inequality and I was just trying to find a way in and, you know, sometimes an idea occurs to you and you're like, well, this is really dumb, so I'm going to chase it because then I get to just, you know, I'll, I'll work on it for about a month and then give up mm. and it'll be great. And then I'll have gotten through a month of my life yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, be a little bit closer to death. Uh, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, how did you come up with um, the word mun mun? Oh, yeah. I didn't want it to be money because money is a real thing and it doesn't make us change size. Yeah. So it has to be like money, but different a little bit. And there's something about mun mun. It sounds kind of cute yeah. and innocuous. And, you know, a lot of the, the structures that, that do damage in our world and in our society are kind of concealed by pleasantness, by cuteness. And, and so I wanted the word to have something of that in it. Very cool. Uh, uh, change tack a bit. Last night you said that you had two unpublished books. Oh yeah, yeah, the unpublished books. Ask what were they? Oh boy. Oh. Um, let's see here. Well, th these were books by a very serious young man because uh, I was right out of college, um, who felt like he had a lot of stuff to say but actually didn't. And so I uh, I wrote two books and neither of them really has uh, much of a plot. You know, and, and at the time it was kind of intentional that I thought I was going to write a book that would liberate all of literature from just the, the dictatorship of plot that we've been, you know, in, in the thrall of this false god for, for too long. And let's write a book with no plot. Um, and that's uh, that's what I did. Then it turned out no one wanted to read it. And then I did it again. I'm just curious. How did you do a book with no plot? Well, you yeah. Oh. Sort of just like a, a dictionary. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know that would be a lot more useful than what I wrote because <laughs> what I wrote is just people talking and then they keep talking, they go somewhere else and well. other stuff happens. But none of it, you know, it's not really building towards anything. You are listening to Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do get questions from young writers. One of the, one thing that I want to impress on them always is that, you know, even when you're a professional, your your first draft isn't very good, yeah. and and that's a really dispiriting thing. But especially when you're starting out and you write a first draft and it's not very good, you might think to yourself, "Oh, I'm not good at this. I should stop." And that's the opposite. You know, that if you get all the way through a draft already, that's amazing. Yeah. And the real work it happens in revision. That's when you start to approach something publishable, something that is worthy of other people's attention. Um, and so, you know, the most important thing you can do is stay with it. No one is born able to write. No one, no one, when they start out, can do it well. And in fact, it's the kids who think they can who are kind of in the most trouble. Yeah. You know, the kids who are already like kind of high on themselves. And it's good to have confidence, but it's also really important to recognize how much you have to grow and how much you have to learn with the, with, you know, the pace of writing as well yeah, yeah sure yeah yeah filmmaking is a major part of a plot and uh, you've actually worked on screenplays and i was just wondering um have you ever thought of uh doing actual um filmmaking not just writing scripts you mean directing yes yeah like directing 
Uh, yeah, I have. I had a script that I, I um, wanted to direct. Um, not had. I still have it. It hasn't, like, left out of disgust. My scripts have left me. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to put a film together. You know, I, I, I met with a number of actors. I even managed to get a table read together with some really good ones. Um, and, yeah, it was just really hard to get the financing together. I, I made the mistake of setting a very small, kind of intimate story on a really expensive setting. So a small story is usually one that is hard to get financing for because there's not a big concept behind it, you know, of like, oh, it's another planet and everyone's what was the setting? blue. Uh, the setting was a cruise ship, uh, and a cruise ship is really expensive. And that also, I wanted to do like one of these just big mega cruise ships because it's such a weird, crazy, fake environment, you know, like a hotel floating on the sea. It's, you know, the abyss, basically, yeah. the, the symbol of death, mm. yeah, itself. When was the last climb when was the last time you climbed a tree? That's a great question. And uh when is the last time I climbed a tree? I think it was um a couple of years ago and and it was uh, some kind of a public tree, you know, that was just in, in a park. Um and there was it was one of those branches that was like high enough that getting up there would be cool but low enough that you're like I could still do that I'm 33 um, and so I put my hands around it and I got my feet around it and then I realized I didn't have the core strength to get all the way onto the thing it was a branch parallel to the ground and so I just hung there like a sloth uh, while my my dad was there and he was just watching going oh boy come on come on man you gotta you gotta do this Sort of yeah. Like a situation where yeah. Sort of so if, if you were to write a story about this tree climbing expedition, would it be a comedy or a tragedy? It would That's be the actual question. Oh, I see. Would it be uh, a comedy? Sorry, I, f I forgot about that. It would be a sad comedy, and it would also include uh, other kind of uh, encounters with my dad, whom I love very much, but uh, we always we've had just so many experiences where I've been kind of incapable of doing a physical feat. Uh, I, got, I had the really good luck uh, to throw out a baseball. Do you guys know baseball? Yes. Uh -huh. I uh, had the good fortune to get to throw out the first pitch, which is a ceremonial thing, you know, at the beginning of every baseball game, someone throws out the first pitch. I got to do it when me and Earl came out, and I just practiced with my dad the day before, you know, hundreds, hundreds of pitches. Most of them didn't even get near him. And then the day came, I went out onto the field, you know, in front of like tens of thousands of people and threw out this, the, just the dumbest looking first, it just went like flying, like kind of straight up, you know, and all the people in the stands, which are mostly dudes who wish that they got to throw out the first pitch, they all let out this kind of like disappointed sigh, you know, that at the sound of it was just like, oh. Oh. but I went back to the stands and I looked at my dad and he looked at me and he said, there you go. Well, that's not what he said. He said, son, that was ludicrous. Wow. What a great term. That's what he said. Yeah. All uh, right. Inspiring Sorry, father and son story. It wasn't my best, <laughs> not my best story. Yes. Yeah. So we'd, we'd like to invite you to obviously one, be the um, ambassador for uh, kangaroos in yeah, boxing. the US. Yeah. We encourage you to climb an Australian tree. Oh, is it time? Oh, it is. Well, your time is up. Your, your time, your Because <laughs> of the long, boring baseball story? I think before we go, we've got like Crying. two minutes. Oh, yeah. 
Um, in your bio, it says that you were a German hostel receptionist. That's oh correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you Here please we go. provide some context to this for our listeners? Yeah, I moved to I moved to Berlin and I uh, needed a job, and so I worked uh, a couple jobs, and one was at a German youth hostel, mm. and I just worked reception. You know, my boss was a man named Andreas, and you know he'd come down every morning and say, Jesse, Jesse. What are you doing, Jesse? This is totally unacceptable. You got to look at the drinks in the drinks cabinet. They are lunging around like drunken soldiers of disgrace. I was like, okay, because uh, the drinks were kind of out of order in the drinks cabinet. He really likes them, just so. That was my life for a year. Can you speak German? Yeah, I can. Well, I could speak German. It's probably not very good now. Kannst du Deutsch? Sollen wir auf Deutsch reden? Oh my. Nein. Schade. Yeah, um, I said you can speak German. So yes, we, we encourage you to climb a tree while speaking German. Okay. That can be the rest of your afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us here in the conversation, Karen. Hey, and thank yeah. you so much, Ben Kai. This is so it. so much fun. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and Jasper also. Thanks yeah. to Jasper. Thank you, Jasper. You didn't kill anyone's dad. Um, thank you. Jesse, very much. This was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. All right, let's All right. Uh, now I get out of here. You are listening to a podcast interview from a scriptless festival conversation caravan 2018.